Welcome back to DQP Does Drafty Quarters Podcast Network Movie Review Show, where we see dead people. With me is my co-host, Russell. I'm cold. Yeah, it's real cold in here. Uh, we also have Dave. I'm very scared that we see dead people. <laughs> they're, they're spooky. Spoopy. Uh, so this week we watched The Sixth Sense. Came out in 1999. It was PG-13, an hour and 47 minutes. Feels feels longer. Huh? I said it feels longer. It does feel longer. Uh, Do do you just want me to hit the the, the plot? Yeah, just hit it real quick. All right, hit it real quick. don't spoil it. It is literally (laughs) 22 years old. I don't care anymore. Uh, Starts with... Bruce Willis, he's a child psychiatrist, just was honored by the mayor, he's with his wife, she's talking about how much they've sacrificed, they're drunk, uh, so, uh, they're drunk, a kid that he didn't help, that he failed to help, breaks into their house, shoots Bruce Willis, fade to black. Not just any kid. Donnie Wahlberg. Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> of Wahlbergers. Of the Wahlbergers. Um, so, shoots, shoots Bruce Willis, shoots himself, fades to black. The next fall, which I don't know when it was supposed to be. So, I, spring. Spring. I don't know. I don't know. Winter. So, like, some months or a year later, sometime around then. Uh... Some undisclosed amount of time because we keep losing track of time. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Willis is watching this kid. Gives like a little breakdown. Uh, Seems to have the same problems that the kid that he couldn't help had. Uh, He's nine. He's played by Haley Joel Osment. Um, Turns out he sees dead people. Turns out the kid that he couldn't help saw dead people. Bruce Willis figures out that this is real uh, and not just a kid with like weird schizophrenia that doesn't usually present in childhood anyway um, and tries to figure out why these dead people are visiting this kid figures out that they want help they help uh, Misha Barton's uh, Munchausen syndrome by proxied character to point the blame at her mother for her death and to save her sister who is now the target of her mother's psychosis um and he's like oh man I helped you figure it out so like the kid starts helping the dead people so then you know Bruce Willis is like ah wow I think we figured it out and the kid's like hey I think I have an idea of how you could talk to your wife because the whole time that he's been trying to help the kid it's been making it look like he's like getting distance from his wife they're having problems yeah um and like she won't talk to him he can't talk to her it it makes it look like she's having an affair um and uh He's like, I think I have an idea of how you could talk to your wife. If she's asleep, she has to listen to you, and she doesn't even know it. He's like, that's a good idea. So he's like, I, am I never going to see you again? And Bruce Willis is like, I feel like we've said everything, everything we have to say. He's like, well, maybe we could pretend. So he pretends, says, I'll see you tomorrow. The kid's 
happy about it. Bruce Willis goes home. This is over the course of several days, obviously, uh, that all this shit happens. There's a lot of like yeah. dead people that you see and like uh, Haley Joel's uh, kids character getting tormented by these dead people. Um, and uh, Bruce Willis goes home. His wife is for the second time in the movie watching their wedding video. Uh, she's asleep on the couch. So he starts talking to her and she like is half asleep replying because she can hear him. And this is the point where he figures out that he's fucking dead. Fucking dead. Uh, and because she goes, why did you leave me? And she drops his ring and it rolls across and he sees that he doesn't have his ring on. And then he flashes back to the night that he was shot, figures out that he died. Uh, so then he gets his closure and he can move on. The same time this is happening, it's going back and forth between this scene and uh, the uh, Haley Joel's character and his mom, who it, the whole time has been freaking out because she doesn't know what's wrong with her son because right. he keeps like getting like hurt by these ghosts and like just being scared as fuck. And weird stuff keeps happening at their house, like her grandmother's bumblebee pendant keeps ending up in his bedroom instead of the closet where she keeps it like she goes into the kitchen and everything's closed and she turns around and turns back around and it's all open and uh Haley's character is just like sitting there terrified and she's like what why were you looking in all the cabinets <laughs> right <laughs> in five seconds he's like pop tarts pop tarts but anyway so they're in a traffic jam because of an accident and he tells and she's like I don't oh I hope nobody got hurt She's like, yeah, somebody died. And she's like, how do you know? And Because she's standing next to my window. And she's like, you're freaking me out right now. And then he tells her about grandma. Ugh, bro. Yeah. Fucking heart-wrenching scene. Uh, she believes him because he tells her shit that he could not possibly know. Uh, and convinces his mom that he actually sees dead people, including her fucking mother. Uh, and so they have like a heartwarming scene of them hugging and like uh, you know coming to terms with that and when uh, Bruce Willis dies or like he you know realizes that he's dead it goes to white then shows a little bit of their wedding video and then that's the end of the movie yeah yep yep five out of seven perfect <laughs> Perfect, Perfect score. <laughs> so, this movie's really fucking good. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. Like, I was, I did not remember this movie being this good. Like, same. And I think I did, but like, I, I, do, I actually have a, a big complaint about it that I didn't before, but now I do. Okay. But keep um, going. Sorry. So, it. Good stuff first. Yeah, let's do good uh, stuff first because I don't have that many complaints. It's just like yeah, one I got major one, one. And I think we have the same. This is a similar one. We already kind of talked um, about it a little bit. I got some good stuff. So let's talk about Haley Joel. Yeah. Um. Best child actor ever. <laughs> I don't know. He's, he's in, really good in, in this. this fucking movie. Yeah, dude. Like. like Holy you all, shit. I've you seen really Secondhand Lions him. and like yeah. I've seen a couple other when, when he was younger, you know, fantastic, man. Phenomenal job. Uh 
fucking and i feel like like so as i was watching it, i was like bruce bruce willis's form, performance is a little lackluster leaves something to be desired and i think he didn't want to overshadow Haley. um well i mean like bruce is good but he's not i don't think this is really his normal wheelhouse right like this yeah. is his normal comfort zone yeah because his comfort zone was originally comedy and then it became action and then like you know, so like this is like not left field, but pretty close. Yeah, drama scary. Yeah. Um and his his like stutter walk his stutter stepping walking away from his wife comes off cheesier than it does serious and it's like he overacts that part. Yeah. Um I, I, but I mean, yeah, I agree with you. I, I just don't think this was his wheelhouse at the time, at least. Yeah. Because um, I mean, this was kind of him like breaking into those more like like diehard serious, but he's a funny character. It's a different kind of serious. Yeah. Yeah. So he usually just plays that like witty uh, protagonist guy or, you know, right. occasionally he's the villain and he's just like the I'm Bruce Willis. Right, so you know I'm here. Right, right, yeah. No, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. He's, <laughs> not wrong. You're not wrong. He's he's kind of like you know Harrison Ford in that way. Yeah, he has like um, one guy that he does really well, and you can fit it into a lot of different roles. Yeah, and he does have a little bit of range to like shift that guy around, but like, yeah, that's kind of who he is. Yeah, um, and we see him in later M Night Shyamalan movies. We see him give like a drastically different drastically better performance at a similar character right. uh in unbreakable um but uh so i was reading uh Haley joel um his father was extremely supportive of his uh career so one of the things that i thought was interesting was one of the things i thought was interesting was uh that he he didn't do a lot of movies for his age range. Yeah. And apparently he like caught a lot of shit for that. But that's because his dad was trying to teach him artistic integrity. Yeah. And was mm. wanted him to have a, a strong ideology behind him and his career instead of just being another fucking Sprouse yeah, Disney boy. kid. Yeah, another another Disney kid like So I thought that was super interesting and he even he what i was worried about finding because he kind of disappears for a while which i figured out what he was doing while he was disappeared from the scene right but uh he kind of disappears for a while so i was like worried something bad had happened to him because it's fucking hollywood and all this shit yeah it's true yeah but uh he has said that all of his experiences were positive and pretty much everyone he has worked with were like uplifting and always like protective of him that's good and i thought that that was that was super cool um to read something positive like that um so on the set of the sixth sense he he talked specifically talked very highly of m night and uh and bruce willis like being like mentors and like cultivating him and his career and like just being a a large support system for him yeah positive influences yeah positive influences while he was like figuring you know he's he's been acting since he was four uh someone came across him in a walmart and was like this kid should be in a commercial 
and then <laughs> from there on, like Jesus Christ, yeah. Uh, now he just, plays Mesmer. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, which he uh, he has talked about uh, liking to play villains and wanting to play more villains. Um, so he, while he was not in the spotlight uh, during kind of mostly like his teenage years and stuff and like getting older, um, he was doing a lot of voice acting. For video games. Like Sounds a lot. About right. He's in a lot of shit. Uh he's in Kingdom Hearts. Uh to name one of them. He was in a couple more. Um But so I thought I thought that was inter- I thought his career was interesting because I was I watched this and I was like, What the fuck happened? Yeah. Like w- why did he start taking these like weird little roles where he it, like it it's like, hey, we need someone who was like super great as a child that the audience is going to know uh let's put him in this role and like he's in like several roles like this yeah mesmer being one that i felt was very much like that yeah i mean it's literally like a old washed up guy that was yeah a famous person when they were a kid yeah yeah uh, mesmer for those who haven't watched it uh mesmer is a character on the boys the amazon prime original yeah. which is an adaptation of a comic book yeah, he was uh, a superpower that had, he could read minds if he touched you, and he literally had like a TV show as a kid Yeah, where he did that, and that was like the show, Yeah, and th- when they meet him, he's older, Haley Joel, uh, at like a convention signing autographs. Yeah, which I think, which, which is funny on several different levels, one of them being, I want a sequel to this movie. Where Haley Joel is ghost detective. Yeah. Like yeah. solving it's fucking ghost whisper. Yeah, ghost issues. Yeah, that would be cool. Um I I don't know, like like I, like you said, I, fantastic in this movie. Uh an interesting career. Um it's good to hear that you know, that there he had a positive experience in Hollywood. It seems to be rare to hear yeah. that. Yeah, now. apparently right. it's rare. Uh especially with child actors, which is horrible. Um uh, I mean, him throughout this movie is ridiculously good. Yeah. Um, I think the character is very interesting. Uh, cause like you have like the scared little kid in lots of, lots of shit. Yeah. Um, but it's not th- normally this kind of movie where they have this kind of character development. Yeah. Right. It's usually like the coming of age movie. Yeah. Or the uh the little kids not really scary horror thing, right? That have this kind of this kind of transformation where they're scared and then they figure shit out and then they get better, right? Yeah. So that it's it's interesting to see that character arc in this kind of movie. Yeah. Like as serious as this movie is. Um I really like uh Bruce Willis in this. I know I kind of said he's one note, but it's a good note and he's he can move it, right? Yeah. So like it fits this movie, the character really well. Yeah. Um and I I like all the supporting cast, like his uh his wife is really good in like the weird interactions that they have because she's alone. She's not he's not there. Yeah. But yeah. like it 
like it makes sense. Um, and uh, Haley's mom in this uh, is really good. Uh, I should probably like give the actors Tony Collette. Names. Yeah, Tony Collette and uh, what the fuck's the other girl's name? Uh, Olivia Williams. Um, Olivia Williams plays Bruce Willis's wife, and Tony Collette plays uh, Haley Joel's mom. But uh, yeah, I mean. Tony Collette goes through every fucking emotion in the book. Yeah. In this movie. And yeah. I mean, she plays it off just like, you know, a real single mom going through some shit and yeah. like having a hard time with her kid, you know? So, I mean, I feel like we've all seen our moms in various stages of, you know, angry and sad that whatever is happening is happening. And, yeah. Yeah. You know. The the way her character is written I think is pretty great too. Uh specifically I was at the beginning I was like is she turning tricks? I don't remember this movie. Yeah. I was like please don't be turning tricks. Please be like a genuine character and then she keeps talking about her jobs and stuff and then like they never She's not. She's like yeah, she they never talk jobs. about what her jobs are. Yeah. yeah. Which like there's I am pro sex work. Yeah. But but it's usually, want, it's, it's usually it's usually used as a archetype. Yeah, it's usually used yeah. as an archetype in like a demonizing way. Yeah. And I didn't want that and I was happy to not see that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean like that's I like her character a lot. Um Dave, you need to get in on your good stuff before I before we dive into the bad <laughs> stuff. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Cuz I right. mean basically like it's 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 a good plot. Um and it's well written. And very well acted. And it was one of, not like, you know, I mean, there are movies that have twists, but like, this is a huge twist. Right. This changes the whole plot of the movie, right? Um, yeah. And it's at the very end of the movie. Yeah. So it's a, it, it's kind of a new thing. And M. Night, like, is that that became his genre. Like, that's what he did. Yeah. The um, whole movie is not what you thought it was. Yeah. So, like, it's very, it's very interesting the way it's done and the way it's put together, and and it's good. It's well done, which for like a first, like big outing is a fucking big deal. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So I can say some good stuff. Yeah, good. Stuff. I mean, you could like butt your head in here anytime you want. You know, I didn't want to jump in. I didn't want to step on toes. The way, yeah, step on your toes. You guys are uh, toesies. On your little toes. You have to with me and Shane sometimes. Yeah. That's, just, I've learned that. <laughs> we'll just talk, man. After being on this show for what, like two months now, I've learned that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I really enjoy this movie. I, I was trying to think, I was watching it the other day. Um, I think the last time I watched this movie, I was probably way too young. Yeah. So I didn't yeah. understand it. And I think that's, I've only think, I think I've only seen it once. Well, oh, twice wow. now. So it, I had this cool because, like, obviously I know the end of it because yeah, it's been memed to death too. You know? Oh yeah. So, but like watching this, like, even though knowing about Bruce Willis, like, I still like I I was engaged with the film. Like, like my like my plan was to watch the movie like for a while, then like go to bed because I had to go to work. Right. But I, I turned it on and like I watched the whole thing. Yeah. Like I got, I got sucked in. And I picked up, like, I... like, fuck sleep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm tired today. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really enjoy it. Uh, I, 
I thought they did a great job. I love the scene with uh, Bruce Willis and his wife at yeah. the restaurant. Yeah, like that's like n- knowing that, that you know, knowing what I knew now, I'm like, oh man. But like, still, like you can still yeah, relate. It still it's, plays out. Yeah, right. plays out very well. And I really like. I don't know. You guys probably picked this up because it's not really much of a secret. But I love every time you see red in the film. That's when there's like either something ominous happens or like the ghost is nearby. Right. And so like, I found myself like, oh, there's red right there. Well, Bruce Wilson in the scene. <laughs> All right. Like, so yeah, I was, I was like picking out the red. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff like there were ghosts in the house before he gets shot. Like, yeah. yeah. Because like, they're like, why is it so cold in here? And then, like, yeah, because, like, the kid was there and they were, like, yeah. following him around. Yeah. Uh, Donnie's character. Donnie Wahlberg. Donnie Wahlberg. Fucking Wahlberg is. The Wahlberg is. But, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, I think it's a very good movie. Are we ready to trash it now? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to be hurt, Shane. Hurt me. Am I going first? Because I, like, I feel like our thing is the same. Yeah. So go we can. Ahead, okay. Uh, the pacing is real weird in this movie. Uh, it's a good way to put it. Yeah. So the way that this seems to have been written, it it feels like a collection of vignettes, and instead of vin- the vignettes telling different stories, they're telling the same story sequentially, but there's chunks missing in between yeah. all of them. Um. Which it's sort of explained uh, by a throwaway line where uh, Bruce Willis says that he's losing track of time, which makes sense for a couple of different things where the door with the red handle, uh, it, it is blocked by a, uh, a table full of books. Yeah. Because uh, his wife has put the table there so she won't go downstairs and look mess with all his stuff because it'll make yeah. her sad, right? Or drink wine all day. Or drink wine and die. <laughs> um, There's a lot of wine. Well, she's also like on antidepressants. Oh my god, she's on so antidepressants. Off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, um, so every time he goes to go down there to look at his records and like be in his kind of officey area down in the basement. Uh, he can't open the door, but then it doesn't, he like, it shows him padding his, his pockets for a key, yeah. but he never pulls one out. And then he's immediately downstairs in the next scene. So basically what it, it it's intimating, and this is an assumption, which the movie preys on your assumptions. Uh, it's an assumption that he is basically blacking out when he's doing ghosty shit. Right, he's walking yeah. through the wall or the or the door and and like floating down the stairs to get to the basement instead of you know realizing there's a fucking table in the way. Right, yeah, <laughs> because he he only sees what he wants to see, right? So he doesn't see the parts where he's acting like a ghost, uh, and that accounts for the disjointed feel of of the scenes. So like, there's a there's a a explanation for why it is the way it is uh but it makes it feel weird and i don't know that that's a good thing um there was another thing that i wanted to say about it but i don't remember what it was yeah as i feel like the movie kind of suffers because m night was too worried about uh 
the audience figuring out Bruce Willis was dead before the end. Yeah. Which like that's I can see that. Yeah. General when you when you do movies the way he does movies, I he very much doesn't want you to figure it out until the end and he wants you to rewatch it and go, Oh, neat. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Uh make you go, huh? Neat? <laughs> yeah. So huh? what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and so knowing Bruce Willis is dead, like everything's there. Yeah. Like it's yeah. all there. It's the whole you're movie. You're just M Night's smarter than you, and you're too stupid to figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> literally the whole movie. Like every every time he's in a scene, uh, Bruce Willis is in a scene with another person, or he shows up at a random place with Haley. You just like assume. It's just like automatically in your head. You just assume the reasons without you being told. And he's like, M night is like really good at something that I've always been, uh, jealous of Trent Reznor about. Uh, huh. so there's this thing that Trent Reznor does. If you don't know who Trent Reznor does, fuck you. Uh, he's, uh, he's, he's the, he's nine inch nails. He is. He is nine, nine inch nails. nails. Uh, he also does a lot of soundtracking stuff now, but, um, there's this thing that he does in a lot of his songs where he will uh, repeat a line a couple times and then he'll re- he'll start to repeat it and it'll be incomplete. And he'll start doing another thing. And you just complete it in your head. Because the repetition is there. Right. He says it twice. He's going to say it the third time. He's going to say it a fourth time. Uh, where'd it go? But it, it fill, you fill it in automatically. And then eventually he got to a point where... He knew that if he said a certain phrase, you would fill in the last word without him ever saying it. And there's songs that he does that in. Yeah. For it, for the phrase to make sense, it has to have that last word. That word isn't in the song. Right. But you fill it in with your head because you know what the phrase is. It's a common turn of phrase, so you fill it in yourself. And that's something that M. Night does in this movie. The mom and the psychiatrist are sitting in the room right after the kid gets in trouble. She obviously, you know, invited him to talk to the kid because the kid's having trouble and she's already seeing him. Yeah. Yeah. How do you know that? You don't know that. It's never said in the movie that she hired him. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. He's just there. He's just there. The kid's having problems, so his mom hired a psychiatrist. You don't know that he hired, she hired a psychiatrist. You don't know that he was state assigned. You don't know any of that shit. You just assume it. And that's because you've been programmed by other stories and real life to fill in these blanks. And yeah. he uses that shit against you. And that's like the awesome part of the way he writes this shit, especially this movie, because it's like, there's so many of these scenes. You've been in a relationship or you've seen it on TV or a movie where you go to a restaurant and you're late and you try to talk to your partner and they're mad so they don't reply. Yeah. He uses that experience against you in this movie. Yeah. yeah. And it's fucked up. It's <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. People, people that are paying tribute to people will say the thing they're paying tribute to as at the end when they're like, you know, if like she does, she goes to the restaurant to have their anniversary dinner by herself because he's fucking dead. And when she gets up to leave, she says happy anniversary like he's there. But she doesn't know that he's there. Right. Yeah. But it fills in the assumption that we've made that she's just mad at him. So she says it like kind of offhand 
because he's not there and she's not saying it lovingly and stuff. But that's not because she's mad at him. It's because he's dead and right. she's sad. <laughs> yeah. Which make, but, when, when you go back to it, makes when, it even sadder. Yeah, it makes it, it makes it super <laughs> sad. But like, if you didn't know that and you're watching the movie for the first time, you're just like, man, she's fucking pissed. Yeah. No, he's not actually yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he did. The whole movie, like the way that he takes advantage of your assumptions is fucking brilliant. Yes. But the way the movie is written to set it up it seems a little fearful as Russell was saying. Yeah. 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 Cause like it, it's just like, but you know, credit to it being his first, you know, his first big break, like the movie that really went on to define, I mean, how his career turned out. Yeah. Like it is good. It is a great movie. If he would have wrote this movie after having, uh, three or four other movies under his belt, it would have been fantastic. Uh, I'll bring up the twist from Unbreakable without spoiling it for Dave. Um, I need to watch movies. God damn. Yeah, it's like dude. I'm on a podcast Are we about doing movies that? or something. Are we doing that one? No, we're doing that yeah. one later. Yeah, we're doing that. We're going to do the three. Oh, fuck. Um, so Ooh. the hey, twist in Unbreakable is there the whole time. Yeah. And... It's great, and it doesn't interfere with the writing of the movie because yeah. he was less afraid. Because he was like, "Oh, the audience is stupider than me." <laughs> yeah, he, like when it was like, "I wrote this extremely highbrow shit," and people got it, and they were like, "Wow!" And then he was like, "Wait, you had no idea? I was afraid. I, I was afraid I was being too obvious." <laughs> All right, I'm gonna dumb it down now. <laughs> dumb it down now. Yeah, so it like, uh, and like signs, signs is signs is good too, and like the it's not really a twist, but it's people like a, call it a twist. It's a revelation. Yeah, it's more than a twist. Yeah, you've seen you've seen signs, right? Yeah, I've seen. Signs. Okay, so the little girl leaving water all over the fucking house. Like, well, it's more that like the wife knew when she was dying all this shit. And she told the girl to do that because she knew all this stuff was going to happen. Yeah. Because she, like, was dying and saw God or something. It's been a long time since I watched that fucking movie, so I don't remember exactly how it went. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, that was... The, the water thing was just a part of the revelation. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, like, it's, like, the whole movie is, like, aliens. Yeah. And then you're, like, but are aliens real? And then he's, like, oh, yeah. Aliens are real. Yeah. <laughs> so... You know, it, but so were like prophetic visions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he, he, I do think that he learned from the sixth sense. I, yeah. I think he learned a lot, and you know, he goes on. He he gives us great movies until we get to the village. I think the idea behind that was really good, but I, I don't remember liking it. But I think I watched it on TV, like not the whole movie, and spread out by commercials. So. Yeah, I'd have to watch it. It just it, it it suffers from similar problems uh, as to what we're talking about. The Sixth Sense, so it's mm. kind of like writing around the issue instead of like yeah hiding it in the open and like just being like <laughs> you just don't pay attention. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so, yeah, I mean, I don't. 
that that's really my only issue with this movie. I literally do not have another issue with this movie. It's uh, the pacing. It's I, it's a big issue. Yeah. But I have zero issue with the special effects, with the acting, with the writing, uh other than the pacing. Um yeah, this movie held up. The the yeah, direction, the cinematography is fantastic. I mean this is a fucking excellent movie. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Uh you know, I don't think we've said this before on the show actually. Uh but it's weird how lo- much longer a movie will stand up if you use practical effects versus Yeah, we've never said I, we've never said that practical effects are better than visual effects yeah, on the show. Yeah, I, I, I think never happened. I think that's a new revelation yeah, for us. That's a new thing. Well, you guys should say that because they're better. They are better. Yeah. We're, we want to <laughs> say that right now. Do we have to put like a slash S or anything for sarcasm? <laughs> like, did it come? If it if our sarcasm about the practical effects, uh, us never and never having said that didn't come through, uh, go ahead and email us draftyq at gmail dot com if you have any other questions or comments, or email us with the timestamps and the episodes we've said it before. Yes, yeah. yeah. I mean, whatever. Do that. Do that or, legwork. Just email us and say hi. Yeah. How are you? How was your yeah. day? Uh, we're not gonna do any pizza parties, so stop well, it with that shit. We're not. Dave doesn't deserve it. What? Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? I'm I just, think I'm, I would do it real good. I'm trying to get an angry been, email. Calm I've down. I've been showing up. I need a pizza party. <laughs> he watches the movie. I watch he shows the movies. Up. movies. I, w- I put on pants and come here. You don't have shorts on pants. Oh shit! I mean, yeah, shorts, but <laughs> pants. <laughs> But yes, I uh, you really feel for uh, Haley Joe Osment mm-hmm. yeah. because like like he's just like this little boy who's these fucking ghosts are haunting him. Yeah, and some of them are like violent. Yeah, and I li- I like that because the other thing that I picked up on was like he knows Bruce Willis is dead the whole time. Yeah, like yeah, that's he's why scared of him at he's first. Scared, yeah, yeah, and so like that's all done really well. Like him in the church, like I just oh fuck. Yeah, the whole thing. If you haven't watched this movie, and you haven't watched this movie because you know how it ends, watch it anyway. Watch yeah. it fucking anyway. It's yeah, real I'm, good. I, I can attest to that because I knew how it ended, and I haven't seen it in so long. They basically forgot yeah, everything basically other than like the he end. was dead. Yeah. 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 I see dead people. I still you enjoy it. It doesn't ruin the movie. No, it doesn't. No. I don't think it does. Like, you know, obviously some stuff where you're like, well, I know what happens at the end, so I don't, it ruins the whole movie. Like, some movies it does, you know, but like this is not one of those movies. Yeah. Because it's, it's not really about that. Like it is, and that like changes a lot of shit about the movie, yeah. but it does, it, it, it doesn't make the journey any pointless. less meaningful. Yeah. Yeah, it so some movies when the when the when the ending or the spoiler, the big twist whatever runs the whole movie, that's cuz the whole movie is leading to and built to that twist. This movie Tells does not do that. Whole story. It's wrote around the twist, but every piece of this movie is important. Yes. So it's still like it's still a cohesive story that isn't just about the twist. Like the movie is not about Bruce Willis being dead. That's yeah. not what the movie is about. It's about him helping yeah. Haley Joel's character. It's about, yeah. it's about, yeah. I mean, and Haley Joel helping about, him. Yeah, ha- having a purpose and 
you know, like discovering that purpose and coming to terms with whatever that purpose might be and like moving forward in a direction that like suits your life. Like you have a problem and learning how to deal with it. Like there's a lesson to the movie. Like yeah. this movie blew my fucking mind. Because when I watched yeah. it when I was younger, I didn't get it. I didn't like it. I was like, this is stupid. You made me think he was alive. You didn't make me think he was alive. I made me you, think he yeah, was yeah. alive. Yeah. You son of a bitch. There's no indication <laughs> that he was ever alive after <laughs> that shot, gunshot. Congratulations, you played yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do we have a trivia corner this week? Oh, yeah, we do, baby. Oh, fuck yeah, bud. We always have a trivia corner. Let's Dang's do it. trivia corner. Down on the corner. Down on the street. I like it. Gonna say some trivia, and it's gonna be kind of neat. Oh, neat. I like this. We gotta make Barry auto tune this or something. Or no, put some... It's coming out raw. Okay. That's how uh... I like it. I like it raw. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, All right, dirty. Pack up the mics. We're going to the corner. All right, let me put my waders on. My cord is twenty-five feet long. Well, that is not it. a euphemism for my penis. <laughs> no, sorry, I had to get that in there. I hadn't talked about my penis this episode. That's true. So we went so long without I talking know. about penises. You thought you were going to get away with it. <laughs> All right, welcome to Dave Trivia Corner, where the part of this corner is to make you go, huh? Neat. neat. All right. I got some good ones today. All right. Let's lay them on me. Reportedly, Haley Joe Osment got the role for Cole Sear for one of three reasons. First, he was the best for it. Second, <laughs> he was the only boy at auditions who wore a tie. Third, director M. Night Shyamalan was surprised when he asked Osment if he read his part. Osment replied, I read it three times last night. Uh, Shyamalan was expressed was impressed, saying, wow, you read your part three times? Stosman replied, no, I read the script three times. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah, that's that's a worker right there. Yeah. Uh, Tony Collette was, has said, yeah, let me take that. Tony Collette has said that she was so moved by the emotional resonance of this film, of the story while filming, she did not even realize it was a horror film till after its release. Yeah, it's this movie is an Crazy. emotional roller coaster. Yeah. Like, yes, yeah, I fucking my throat was so fucking dry. Oh uh, yeah, we were cutting lots of onions in the living room. <laughs> I I was gonna not bring it up, but yeah, I was getting I was I was Dude. in bed watching this movie. Going, God damn it! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shay, we were watching the scene. We we were to the scene where he's like telling his mom in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna try to say it. We were to the scene where he was talking to his mom in the car, and I was just like, "Oh fuck! I am I gonna cry at the sixth sense? What is happening?" <laughs> and then Shane like was like, "Son of a bitch, man!" And it made me laugh. So I was like relieved the tension that's, had been broken. That's the whole reason I said it because I was just like, "I gotta laugh," and I can't just laugh out of nowhere because this is not a part you laugh. It's not at. a laughing part. I'm glad I'm not the only one. We should watch these together so Dude. we can all cry together. <laughs> Man, you're more than welcome to come over on Tuesdays when we watch it. I <sighs> might have to do that sometime. Okay. That's not part of the corner, though. No. Uh, according to director M. Night Shyamalan, uh, Donnie Wahlberg lost 43 pounds for the role of Vincent Gray. That's why he didn't look like himself, yeah. Russell. 
I was like, that's Donnie Wahlberg? <laughs> yeah, I, looked, I, was like, I was like, is it the same Donnie Wahlberg or yeah. is this a different Donnie Wahlberg? Yeah, same, it's the same, same one. Same Donnie Wahlberg. Um, uh, while in New York City auditioning for Bringing Out the Dead, 1999, Tony Collette was uh, also auditioned for this film as an afterthought. She said the scene in the car toward the end of the film, which was the audition scene, was a scene that really drew her to the film. Oh my god, that was the audition scene? Yeah. Fuck. Uh, got some rapid fire ones. We got filmed in sequence. The entire oh, wow. film was nice. filmed in sequence. Nice. That kind of makes sense. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan wrote the role of Malcolm Crow with Bruce Willis in mind. Sounds right. Mm-hmm. Um, what do we got here? The movie was rented by 80 million people in 2000, making it the year's top-rated VHS and DVD title. Holy shit. DVDs were out in 2000. Yeah, Yeah. dude. (laughs) Fucking old. I remember watching in school the the DVD bouncing thing, the logo bouncing, waiting for it to hit the corner. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys know the last VHS title and year? I do. You told me what it was, and now I don't remember. What is it? The, it was 2006 was the last VHS oh. release, and it was History of Violence. <laughs> History of Violence, oh, yeah. yep. Yeah, because I remember thinking that was a weird one to go out on. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. If VHS has had a History of Violence. If you can hey. find that tape, it's like 70 bucks. I collect VHS tapes. I don't know if that's been said on the show. <laughs> so, so how many... How many uh, copies of History of Violence do you want? Do I want? Yeah, I want like at least 70. So, <laughs> if I find them... <laughs> oh, 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 I want zero of that. <laughs> um, got a few on here. According to Michael Sarah, this was the first film that he ever auditioned for. He read for the part of Cole and the scene he did was the magic trick scene, but he later admitted that he did did it too cheerfully. He had not read the entire script, so he didn't know that Cole was supposed to be an introverted and quiet boy. I'm glad so, he didn't read the entire script. Yeah. Yeah, what? Fuck you, Michael Sarah. Stop looking like me. <laughs> <laughs> he does! Fuck you. Oh, <laughs> Russell. Russell looks like four of those dudes. Who's the other one? Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg. There's there's another one. Some people have said Andy Samberg. Eh. I could see it. I could see it. A little bit. But anyway. Um I got one more. One more. The film opened on M. Night Shyamalan's birthday. Oh fuck, what a gift. Huh. Yeah. Neat. Yes, it worked. <laughs> But uh, this has been Dave's Trivia Corner. Trivia Corner. Corner. Corner Breaker. <laughs> are we a, are we a <laughs> shock jockey show now? Yeah. Oh, God. With, with a we little a bit shock of shock jock. Uh, uh, soundboard. What the fuck is that fucking game? Uh, what the fuck is the name of that game? Son of a bitch. 
I just fucking guess who? No, my fucking head <laughs> is we gone. We never know who anyone is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the fucking Super Nintendo fighting game. Street Fighter. No. Street Fighter uh, 2. That's made by Rare. Primal Rage. No. Donkey Kong? The other one. What the Donkey fuck? Donkey Kong Fighters. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Clay Fighter. No. Name all the fighting games I know. Mortal Kombat. No. It was made by Rare. Uh, what the fuck? Um, it's on Xbox now. Killer Instinct? Yeah, Killer Instinct. Killer Instinct. Oh, that was another joke. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. Jesus Christ. I don't know where my head's at. Anyway, are we ready to rate this? I think I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give this an 8 out of 10. Uh, I think if this had been paced better, I think it would have been a solid nine and a half. Um, but the acting is fantastic and the movie's held up for over 20 years. So, I mean, you can't get a whole lot better than that. You can't ask for more, honestly, especially out of like a first major effort. Right. So, um, I'm going to give it an eight. Russell, what are you looking at? This is going to be my longest rating ever. Um, so here we go. I'm going to go take a shit. Shane. Ditto. Dave? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we got... Wait. That was it. Your turn. Ditto. Oh, I got Dave. No. <laughs> you, you got me. I'm so good. Where's my head? Uh, ditto is a word that you use to just uh, say the exact same thing that was already said. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Pokemon. That's why I was confused. Isn't well, yeah, see, it copies our mimic, but mm-hmm. it copies other Pokemon. No, I mean, that's what the it yeah. mim- uh, Ditto does. It mimics, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I. I fucked your whole bit up, so... Uh. <laughs> it's okay, it wasn't a very good bit. Uh, basically, Shane, everything that you said, I yeah. agree with. Yeah. All right, well, to my bit... My rating, not bit. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Now it's a bit. Now it's a bit. Ditto. All right. <laughs> no, um, well, I'm going to go with a nine. Okay. I... It it definitely holds up. Oh yeah, and like I said, I haven't seen it since I was young, like too young to understand. Yeah, and like I was like totally engaged into it the whole time. I got sad. I was like, why am I getting sad? Yeah, in this like movie that I've you know like twenty five year old movie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought it was really good. Uh, I really like the scenes with Bruce Willis. You know, because you like looking back. You could tell that no one sees him there, but yeah. like, he does a good job yeah. fitting into the scene. Yeah. Uh Haley Joel kills it. You really yeah. feel for that little boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm giving it a nine. Okay. Yeah. That's a good score, Dave. Thank you. Ditto. Uh, ditto. This was run to my second bit. <laughs> Dave That's is my me. foil. <laughs> I ruined the bits. <laughs> wow. I do too, but usually only if they're in a drill. Ooh. <laughs> we should go. Oh <laughs> my should. god. Uh, These jokes All right. are bad. What uh so 
what are we watching next week? What was it? I don't remember what the... Uh, Lady in the Water. Lady in the Water. Lady. Lady enunciations, please. Lady. 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 Lady in the Water. We're all slowly becoming the same person. All right. (laughs) Ditto. Uh, (laughs) Jesus. For the love of God, Shane. Stop me. Thanks for listening. This has been DQB Does, where we went over the sixth sense. Do you know why you're afraid when you're alone? I do. I do. That was terrible, but we'll work with it. Ditto. This has been a production of the Drafty Quarters Podcast Network.